This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 349 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am Aubrey. Aubrey did this. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. My dog's gone stop. Your dog's gone drop. Shut them down. Open up a tea public shop. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including uh, some big stuff going on at Netflix. And then we've got our review of a movie direct to Hulu starring Mel Gibson, Boss Level. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? Uh, I've, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've, I've been better. I've, I've been better. I just want to take this moment to apologize to the uh, Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Uh, last week, I was supposed to guest on Superhero Speak. And, uh, you know, I was trying to be a nice guy and help them out because they were like a, a man short. And I realized something, something that I, I keep forgetting, but it became... A, like blaringly clear to me last week, I am not a podcaster at all. Like podcasting is not in my DNA. I could quit doing this tomorrow. Like this could be my last episode ever. And I would be totally fine with that. Cause I, I realized like once we were like prepping for the show, I'm like, holy shit, these guys, like they're prepared. They got all of their stuff done. Um, you know, they have like all of their, their hookups and their mics and all of that stuff. And I have like my $150, uh, Walmart computer and my microphone <laughs> and that's it. So as long as I can record you and Aubrey's voice, that's all I really need to be a podcast. So, uh, I did kind of fuck up their show last week and I want to apologize to them cause I'm a big fan of their show. I definitely wanted to come in and offer some, uh, some more like vitriol hatred towards, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Cause I had a lot in me left over from uh, our episode. Uh, but it, it didn't work out. So I wanted to apologize to those guys and apologize to Colt 45 and uh, fans of Patrol. Because whenever I'm on their show, my mic sounds like shit, too. So uh, I'm not a podcaster. And that was like blaringly clear to me last weekend. Uh, but I'm going to keep doing this show for now. Are you done? Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm done. First of all, you are a podcaster. Mm. And second of all, sometimes shit happens, man. Sometimes shit happens, but there are boys. They're not mad at you, so don't worry about it. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, us, you should have saw the look on her face as I'm trying to like get my shit together. It was like um, that scene in uh, Empire Strikes Back when Chewie is like unplugging wires and shit, <laughs> trying to plug shit into the right place. That was me. <laughs> I'm running around going, ah, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. So, yeah, and the looks on her faces, they're just like, come on, dude, let's just get it together. I'm like, holy shit, I am not cut out for this. I am not cut out for this podcast in life. 
I'm pretty sure after 349 episodes in a row, you're cut out for it. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Even just sitting down with with, uh, one of the guest shows that we did um, this week, everyone has like their Zoom, uh, not Zoom, their um, ring lights on and their fancy microphones. And I'm like, I have have nothing. I still have a $10 Xbox 360 rock band mic. What are you talking about? Yeah, and a fancy light and a fancy backdrop with uh, 9.8 grade comic books and pop figures to show off your geek credential. I would still have that stuff even if we weren't podcasting, and the ring light cost 20 bucks. Yeah, you're ready for podcasting. I if you if I turned on my camera right now, you would just see my roommate snoring in the background watching a Family Feud. All right, I'm not going to allow this any any further. You're a podcaster. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we still love you, Mark. I don't care. Thank you. You have to love me because I'm the one that presses record. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever learn how to put music on to the editing, you better watch out. (laughs) Aubrey, you're a podcaster, right? I guess. (laughs) I started selling this, man. Come on. (laughs) I never had my shit together, so... (laughs) I don't think I'm very professional. I think I'm just winging it every day. Isn't that what life is? Yeah. Yeah, my life is definitely that way. I suppose for other people it might not be. Well, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. Anything I don't remember much of this week. On? Yeah, probably nothing. I can't think All of right. anything. <laughs> well, you guys are a bag of happiness and rays <laughs> of sunshine and, and rainbows this week. All right. Well, uh, as for me, my friends, uh, I don't know. I had a pretty decent week. I am fucking exhausted. And let me tell you guys. So now we're bitching about podcasting. Let me tell you, I love podcasting. Um, (laughs) I love being on other people's shows. I like being on our show, uh, all that stuff. But I am I am done. I am officially um, retiring from guesting on anyone's shows for about six to eight weeks. So sorry, guys. I just I can't I can't do it anymore. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking when I booked all this stuff. People kept asking, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Partially, some of it was because it was people I know. Some of it was people I was like people. I'm like, oh, that's a good opportunity for us. And I'm just like looking at my schedule and I'm like, I I don't I don't know when I'm going to fucking sleep in the next three days. I I honestly don't know. I'm I'm really worried. (laughs) About how Wednesday is going to go because I have to work until 630 in the morning and then go to the gym and then come home and record a podcast and then go to work one to six and then come home and record a podcast. So, um, I guess we'll see if you tune into the episode of uh, one of these podcasts I'm on and it's just me sleeping the whole time. I guess you'll find (laughs) out what happened. But yes, I'm retiring from uh, guest appearances for at least a few months because I, I need a break. I can't I can't keep doing this to myself. But in good news, I uh, my journey of weight loss and fitness is is going strong, going well. I'm still hitting up the gym, still eating well. Uh, this past week, I hit uh, 17 pound down. So I'm down 17 pounds since I started and it's the lowest weight I've been in 12 years. And then this morning when I woke up, I was two pounds less than that. So it was 19 pounds down. But then I ate, um, well, sorry, Sunday, excuse me, scratch that. Sunday when I woke up, I was at uh, 19 pounds down, which is the lowest I'd been ever uh, since fucking, I don't know, high school or whatever. <laughs> but um, I then ate. 
yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Dinner. Um, I promised Jenna I would cook dinner for us, so I cooked uh, uh, tortellini and pasta sauce and some garlic bread. Because she cooks like six nights a week. She needs a night off, so I felt bad, so I cooked dinner. But my ability of cooking is very limited, so it's not like I could cook like something fancy or, or uh, healthy. But So I, that fit into my calories for the day, but it was a lot. And then when I went over uh, Derek's house to watch WrestleMania, I had a, a couple brownies that I probably should not have eaten. But it, on the way home, I was driving home, and I'm like, Man, I already ruined my day with this cheat meal and these brownies. I really would love to get some McDonald's right now. Mm -hmm. And I even got off the highway at the exit where I would be able to go to McDonald's. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I drove home and I didn't go. So, Oh, look at you. Full of discipline. Good for you. That's my positive thoughts for the day after Mark uh, insinuates he's quitting the show. So. <laughs> I'm like sitting here crying. For the, for the record, I've been quitting the show for the past six years. <laughs> that's right you know you don't still don't believe people listen but all right all right enough about us enough about us uh let's talk about us mark ellis why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so is her podcast all right so everybody can go to so is where you will find new episodes every week uh, you're also going to find some movie reviews from yours truly you'll find some netflix amazon hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome adam wallyhawk uh, you will find our merchandise there. We have a Tee Public store where you can shop, buy some t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, journals, all types of things with So Wizard Podcast logos all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links on our website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can give us a five-star review while you're on there. Uh, you can find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're also on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Wallyhawk. Um, awesome interviews and reviews, so definitely check that out. We have a Patreon where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Yes. Fuck you, Joey. Okay? Now say that with love, though. I say that with we love. We love you, Joey, but yes. you know why we say yes. You know why. You've seen Roller Gator. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Excellent. Home Video Hustle, who had the unfortunate incident where they watched a movie that Joey recommend, recommended for him uh, for Patreon and it was Roller Gator and the fact that it happened weeks ago and they're still pissed about it just tickles me to no end. Welcome to our world. Um, I just want to say one, you should be listening to their show anyway every week because it's awesome but that episode was so fucking funny that I was fucking laughing so hard at work listening to it that I, I had to shut it off. Like I was, I was seriously like dying. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm like causing a scene in the aisle here because I'm laughing and fucking so hard I'm crying. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out their episode of their podcast where I made them watch Roller Gator, which is an amazingly bad movie about a uh, roller skating woman who finds a rapping baby alligator puppet. <laughs> and then must save it from a ninja on a skateboard. I feel like they took a bullet for me and Aubrey. I really do. So I want to thank Home Video Hustle Podcast for uh, for doing that for us. I, I appreciate it. Don't worry. Don't worry, Mark and Aubrey. The list is endless. <laughs> 
All right, we got news to talk about, so let's do it. Let's drop that drop and let's talk that news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, as Joey mentioned before, Sony Pictures have uh, they've entered a deal with Netflix. You know, um, other movie studios have their streaming services that they could do the exclusives for their movies like Warner Brothers movies can go to HBO Max uh, Paramount movies can go to Paramount Plus the Paramount Network whatever the new thing is uh, obviously Disney goes to Disney Plus uh, Sony does not have a streaming service but they struck up a deal with Netflix to um, bring their movies to them exclusively so uh, you know Aubrey doesn't have to go far to watch Venom 2 Electric Boogaloo uh, it would be right there on Netflix so uh, yeah what do you guys think of Sony's big deal with netflix uh let's start with joey well um it's pretty quick after a theatrical release for them to get it right i think it's like 45 days yeah i think it was pretty quick yeah so that's cool especially if it's something that sony's putting out that you're like oh i wouldn't mind checking that out but you don't want to go to the movies to see it and that doesn't necessarily mean even in a covid world like just something you're like that's kind of cool but not worth the time investment to go to the movies like you can just wait about a month and a half and watch it at home when you're bored. Um, it, the downside for me is like it's it locks Sony um, MCU content or MCU adjacent content like Morbius and uh, Venom and the Spider-Man movies uh, in a different streaming app. Like someday we will get Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus. Like uh, uh, can they just like share it or something just to make it easier for people to watch them? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if people keep saying Sony's going to get bought out, but that's like the absolute best case scenario for Disney because the Spider-Man rights specifically state that if another entity buys Sony, so if Apple, like that was a rumor a while ago, Apple was going to buy Sony Pictures, um, Netflix rumored to be buying Sony Pictures. If that happens, uh, Spider-Man rights revert to Marvel. So uh, that's why Disney's just like, I'll just wait. We'll just wait. We'll just wait forever. We have all the time in the world. So. <laughs> but it's cool, I guess. It's cool. It's one of the only studios that doesn't have a, a streaming service, and I'm glad for that because I don't want any more fucking streaming services at this point. Yeah, so. Seriously. Bring it on. All right. All right, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about this uh, partnership between Sony Pictures and Netflix uh, bringing these movies quicker to you? I'm hoping that maybe Netflix will have a little bit more of a say in what happens with some Sony movies, maybe <laughs> just because they're the exclusive streaming service. Maybe they can have a little bit of pull with it, but I'm, I'm excited that they have a streaming service. And of course it's one I already have, so I don't have to buy another one. Mm -hmm. I like the thought of the Netflix executives going to Sony. Like, don't bring us that weak shit, bring us the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think they committed to make uh, some movies like Netflix exclusive too. So oh, nice. I know they have their theatrical releases, but there's other projects. They're going to put out a few movies a year for Sony on Netflix exclusively. So I don't know what that means, but hopefully it's good stuff. I don't know. Does Sony even put out that many movies that are good? Like Jumanji, Spider-Man, uh, men in black international. I don't know. <laughs> it's still venom. Venom still counts in there. There you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, so that's it for the Sony and Netflix story. Uh, speaking of Netflix, we got a trailer this week for Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, 
Mark Miller, who signed his big super Netflix deal like years ago uh, to bring some original content over to Netflix. That deal, I think it fell through, but he's still kind of locked into bringing some characters. I believe this is based on one of his uh, one of his many, many comic books. But we got a trailer for it. It looks big. It looks uh, badass. Kind of reminded me of the boys, but you can tell uh, with Mark Miller is going to be some more um, uh, serious thoughts to it. Um, but what do you guys think of the trailer? Let's go back to Aubrey. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It's interesting. I don't. It looks a little bit more serious than actiony and like humorous. It's it's more. It looks more like a serious superhero movie mm. or show. So I I don't know. I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, in this day of uh, the boys and uh, Invincible, do we really want? another show with like evil Superman or bad Superman. Uh, Joey, what did you think of this trailer? I actually, that's exactly what I was going to say. Mark Ellis is that, <laughs> uh, it, I never read the comic. I, I know what the gist of it is, you know, and you can kind of get that from the trailer. Like their parents are basically like the justice league and they've been around for a long time. And these are their kids trying to live up to their parents being like the greatest superheroes of all time. That's fine. Um, I just, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like retreading the same ground again between the, the boys, Invincible, Umbrella Academy, even mm. to an extent, like just uh, deconstruction of superhero stuff with uh, a, a kind of violent twist on the Justice League. <laughs> I yeah. just feel like we've seen this now a lot, all of a sudden out of nowhere. And, and, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to get excited for it, I guess, at this point. I mean, obviously, we'll watch it for the show and uh, let you guys know what we think. But uh, just going in, looking at this trailer, I'm not, like, pumped to watch it or, like, frothing at the mouth to check this out. Obviously, at least it's Netflix, so it'll all drop in one day. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not super pumped. It's probably, like, a thumbs in the middle for me. And really, that thumbs in the middle is just from me wanting to watch as many comic book-related properties as possible. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not familiar with uh, Mark Miller's work, he's the visionary creator of Kick-Ass and The Kingsman. So it gives you an idea of where his head is. Um, When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if it wasn't for, like, The Boys and Invincible already being out right now, like, this would definitely scratch that dark Justice League itch. But even the Justice League itself is dark. So, you know, it's not really like, who are you like subverting at this point? But I think it looks cool. And like you said, Joey, it's on Netflix. All the episodes are going to drop. We can decide really quickly if you want to finish it or uh, if you want to wait to watch the rest of it. Um, But it is coming out uh, next month. So, uh, yeah, we'll know soon. We'll know pretty soon. All right. And then uh, also, speaking of Netflix, uh, there was an announcement that we are getting... A live-action Gundam movie. Oh, boy. Uh, the director of Kong Skull Island, Jordan Vot roberts uh, he is going to be directing it. Even though I wasn't a fan of Kong Skull Island, I was a fan of him. He wanted, He was trying to pitch a Metal Gear Solid movie, and he had like all of his concept art and all of his ideas that he wanted to do. And even though I didn't play the game and I know nothing about it, uh, his passion for it uh, really interests me. It made me see that he's someone who who could probably handle uh, handle some cool nerd shit. So uh, I'm down for whatever his next movie is. 
Uh, and it looks like it's going to be Gundam. Um, the only thing is it's going to be on Netflix exclusively. So, I don't know, giant robots, I feel, needs to be seen on a big screen. But, I don't know. Aubrey, Gundam is right up your alley, as we all know. How do you feel about a live-action Gundam movie from the guy that did Kong Skull Island? Uh, <laughs> it all depends on it. So... I want to see the specifics of it. Like, which Gundam storyline are they going to do? Are they going to do 0083? Are they going to do G Gundam, C Wing, you know, etc.? I want to see which one they're going to follow. And, or are they going to make a completely different Gundam movie? Like, it's all on its own. You know, those, those details I'm, I'm more interested in. Then I think who's directing it. I, my hope is is that he will do a good job, but I want to know what it's going to be about first before I get upset that he might screw it up. <laughs> so, I I'm excited that they're doing this, but I just kind of want to see where they're going to go with it. It because it's got a very special place in my heart. I'm gonna be very upset if if they M Night Shyamalan it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I would say keep that credit card ready because that Gundam merchandise is coming. Um, <laughs> Joey, how about you, man? How do you feel about a Gundam TV? I'm sorry, a Gundam movie for Netflix? It, I don't know. I, it's I I want to agree with Aubrey a little bit. It's it depends on what storyline they're adapting. Uh, I would assume Aubrey, they're just going to start with Mobile Suit because that's the first one and and probably the most accessible. I would say. I mean, I hope so. I I like Bumble Suit, so I'll accept I'll accept any of them honestly, as long as it's not like Gundam SD, little <laughs> chibis. Um, and even Seed is kind of weird. And once you get like really late with Unicorn and stuff, and I, I didn't really kind of dropped off. Iron Blooded Orphans or whatever though. <laughs> yeah, I I like the older stuff, and I think it's a little bit more political and. Makes a little bit more sense, but they they could go either way. It I'm very nervous about which direction they will go, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just want them to do it justice. It's a, it's a great franchise from a long time ago. Um, I remember reading the books. God, I must have been like eleven or twelve. No, probably eleven or twelve. Yeah, when. Uh, they first translated the prose novels into English and brought them over. And I was just like, this is amazing. I love it. And I've been a fan since, um, I just want to see him do a good job, man. My, my fear is them quote unquote, Americanizing it too much and making it really dumb. Um, I think like the, the bar is Pacific rim. If you can make, something at least as good as the first Pacific Rim, then we're good. Um, pretty much below that is almost every Americanized kaiju slash giant robot thing that's been made. So <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> uh, well, it is going to be written by Brian K. Vaughn, who uh, did Why the Last Man and Runaways, one of my favorite books. Uh, I have a lot of faith in, faith in him as a writer. So, uh I know what you guys are afraid of. I'm betting that's that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be based on any like specific story. He's probably going to take like the best elements of each Gundam story and um, try to cram it all into a two hour movie. So, and it probably will Mark, be Americanized. Did you ever, uh, Mark, did you ever read Saga by Brian K. Vaughn? 
No, no. I have the first, I want to say either the first issue or the first collected issues. But it's one of those sets that I knew once I started down that path, I would I would just keep going. Um, so I never like started it. But I, I hear it's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's so good. Maybe this will open the door a little bit for Netflix to adapt that, because that would be amazing. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but shout out to my buddy Maluski, who used to watch Gundam Wing all the time and loved it and made me watch it. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a, a few decades since I've watched it, but uh, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely down to check it out again. Uh, and if you, uh, the listener, would like to see what's going on with Gundam, uh, if you go to Hulu, a lot of those shows are streaming on Hulu now. So you can definitely catch up. I recommend Gundam Wing. Uh, and then the last bit of news is we got some casting news. Uh, Shazam 2 Electric Boogaloo has casted Lucy Liu as the villain. Uh, she will be playing a villain called Calypso. Uh, and she will be joining Helen Mirren, who is also playing a villain in Shazam 2. Uh, I love Lucy Liu. Um, she hasn't been around in a while, but, uh, you know, she's super talented, super smart. And any Lucy Liu on a big screen in a superhero movie, just take my money. I'm ready for it. Um, how do you guys feel about Lucy Liu being a villain in Shazam 2? Let's go to Joey. Well, I, I, I don't know anything about where they're playing. And I somewhat enjoyed the first Shazam. I don't think it was great, but it was fun. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I like Lucy Liu a lot. She's really hot. She's still really hot. How old is she now? She's going to be like your 50s, right? Uh, probably, yeah. <sighs> She's still smoking, dude. So, uh, Yeah, I, I'm all in. Give me more Lucy Liu all over my face. <laughs> all right, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Lucy Liu being a villain in uh, Shazam? Um, I mean, I'll take it. She's a good actress. I haven't seen her in anything I didn't really like, so I can't complain. I'm hoping that um, the movie won't suck. Because mm-hmm. the last one wasn't horrible. I, I enjoyed it. And it's in my top five favorite DC movies. So, I mean, I can't, I can't really shit on it at all. So I'm hoping that they just won't mess it up in typical DC style. <laughs> Uh, well, this one will be directed again by David Sandberg, who is a really cool filmmaker. Yeah, the first Shazam, you know, there's some issues with it, but uh, I definitely think that now that he has more time and more money, he's going to make a kick-ass sequel. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this. And if Lucy Liu can bring some of that uh, Kill Bill uh, intensity to this role, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So, uh, yeah, Shazam 2, uh, June 2nd. 2023 so we, we got a little while <laughs> are you serious that's that far away oh yeah oh yeah well thankfully lucy lou won't look like she's aged at all <laughs> once they film it so exactly all right and uh that's it that's all i got for the news all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about boss level from hulu My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. 
This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys. So with the schedule constantly shifting around, we uh, were not able to do Mortal Kombat this week because it didn't come out yet. It doesn't come out in America until the 23rd. So we are now scrambled a little bit. And we were meaning to do this movie a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. I, I, time is irrelevant at this point, but we were meaning to do this movie a little ways back. And then the schedule got kind of frazzled. And next thing we knew, we missed out on it. So we decided to come back around and check out the movie Boss Level. I believe this is a theatrical release in some parts of the world and is exclusively on Hulu in the United States. So we all had a chance to watch it. Aubrey, what is Boss Level about? A retired military operative finds himself in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. All right. So we'll start with non-spoiler impressions. Then Markellis will play the drop delineating spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you can bounce and come back. But otherwise, what did we think of Boss Level? Markellis. I thought this movie was absolutely amazing. I love this movie so much. Awesome. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? It was okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not an action movie person. That's why I actually almost gave you the option to beg out of this one. Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't like, wow, this is so great. But it wasn't wasn't horrible at all. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, am a little wary in between you two guys. Um, I don't think it was amazing. I'm not sitting here saying it was a five out of five or anything like that, but it was really good. And I really did enjoy watching it. So I had a really good time with it. So I did like it a lot, but I didn't like love it. I'm not going to go lick like the seat in the theater afterwards or anything, but uh, I don't actually, I don't <laughs> think I should do that anyway. That's pretty gross, right? I was going to say, if, if not for this movie, what movie would you lick the seat for? Um, I don't know. How many times have I seen the room in the movies? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it a lot. I did like it a lot. Um, anything you guys want to say without spoiling, or are we just going to jump into it? Yeah, I would say if you want a nice popcorn action movie that's a little bit under the radar, uh, I would definitely check it out. It's, it's better than than most straight to uh, Hulu or Netflix action movies that have come out. All right. Well, let's drop the drop then, and let's spoil Boss Level. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, so of course we're going to start with things we liked, and uh, Mark Ellis, you are gushing over there about boss level, so tell us the things you liked about the movie. I really liked the performances from all of the characters. I thought everyone, everyone turned in a really good job, especially Frank Grillo. I thought he was actually really good, because he gets to... You know, he gets to play a, bu- a few different things. Um, you know, he has obviously he has to be the action guy, but he has to be like the drunken guy. He has to be like the the caring father, uh, uh, the somewhat kind of romantic interest. Uh, 
you know, and he has to, he has to, there's different levels that he has to perform. And I think he sailed through each one of those just superbly. I love this performance. Um, I thought the story worked. Um, the concept seemed a little odd at first and I wasn't sure why it was happening. I knew they had to give it, give it some kind of like a sci-fi timey wimey in order to have it make sense. And it does in a way, uh, but it's basically just a, a live action video game. You know, it's like the, there's a movie w- with, um, I want to say Gerard Butler called Gamer, I think from years ago. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, that was supposed to be a live action video game. And, you know, it. I, I think in certain aspects it was, but it didn't really work as a movie. This one, I feel, works as a movie. Um, it works as a video game movie and it works as a movie. So, yeah, I loved almost everything about it. I thought the action scenes were cool. I thought the violence was over the top. And the thing that I really appreciated about it is that when you get to the end, when you get to the third act, that's when it gets super violent and super action-y. And I'm like, yes, that's the way it's supposed to be for an action movie. So I loved it. I loved the whole thing. All right. Now, Aubrey, you're not a big action person. So what were the things you liked about the movie? Um, I did like the character development. I think throughout the movie, he developed quite a bit. You know, in the beginning, he starts off and you're like, dude, what are you doing? You're a mess. And you don't quite understand, like, his entire character until he just starts creating a character in the movie, which I think is fantastic. I really do like how he goes from this person who has no clue what he's doing with his life and he really kind of cleans it up and gets more involved and understands what's important to him and fights for it i do like that so i i do like those pieces of it and and i do for the most part like the cast i don't know if i like whoever plays Gemma. that there's always got to be one british chick (laughs) that's like a love interest i don't don't know who that was no naomi watts yeah i've heard her name what has she been in well she was in the king kong movie the peter jackson one she was the main chick. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. She was in The Ring. I didn't watch that. She was this a tank girl? Movie. I didn't watch that either. All right. <laughs> I got nothing. That's, that's what I got. I know I've heard her name. I just haven't really seen her in anything. But either way, there's always got to be like that love interest. And I just, I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, but it, I didn't, I don't know if I really liked her that much anyway. Regardless. She just kind of... Yeah, but I did like the cast. I thought that it was a really good story and an arc and development and everything. What do you think about Frank Grillo being in his 50s? No way. I could see it. He's in his 50s? Yeah. Holy shit. All right, I'm putting this donut down right now. (laughs) Do you have any calories for that donut, Mark Ellis? Awesome. Well, for me, I, I got to tell you guys, I, I really enjoyed the action. I, I liked this was like a video game. And you're right, Marcellus. And, and the more you think about it and look at it, and it, it has that motif right when it starts. It's a video game. Um, you know, it's like you're playing a game. And Aubrey, you'll understand this probably a little more than Marcellus because he doesn't play a lot of games. But the trial and error of, OK, you start playing and then you die. All right, let me try to figure out how 
I'm supposed to beat this part of the game and you keep dying, 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 dying. And then eventually you figure out, Oh, I go like and do this. Oh, I go and do this. And every time you'd get a little further, he'd have to go back and figure out another way to come at it. Um, like, uh, to fight the girl with the sword, he had to go and grind quote unquote, uh, to learn how to fight with a sword. It, it was uh, it was good. I really liked that motif to it. And and like you said, the violence was really over the top and fun. I was taken aback a little bit at first by the voiceover. I'm like, oh, shit, voiceover, because my first thought immediately is this is going to be fucking like Artemis Fowl, where they like <laughs> had to ADR in like everything because the movie made no sense. But no, it, it was fine. I, I liked I liked his voiceover and I thought it was it was funny. And um yeah, it's just a fun, funny movie. I I just liked it a lot. I loved the fucking action, the violence, um, uh, and and Mel Gibson was good in it. I mean, did you guys enjoy Mel Gibson in this movie? Yeah, I thought he was really good. He only had like a few scenes, but he had to deliver. He had to chew that scenery in that villain monologue, and uh, I thought he actually did a really good job. They wrote him some really good dialogue. Yeah, I'm surprised he was let back into Hollywood. Well, this was direct to Hulu, so it's not exactly like you know. he's on a renaissance now between this and Fat Man. So. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, Naomi Watts, uh, she's still looking pretty good. I got to tell you, Mark, <laughs> I'm about to put that fucking VHS tape in. Watch it. <laughs> in seven days, you'll get a phone call from Naomi Watts. <laughs> That's right. Be kind. Rewind. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, like, there's not a lot for me to say, like, specifics about, like, what was great about it. I just, I loved the action. I liked all the different <laughs> assassins that came to get him. They all had pretty much different, um, different motifs. They all were interesting and funny. I loved the one that basically was just like a great value version of him, <laughs> <laughs> which enabled him to sneak into the headquarters later on. That I thought that was really funny. So, but yeah, I just, I really liked a lot of, when he would screw up and die and like, or just shoot himself in the head. And then everybody was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's great. So that was cool. I did. It didn't enjoy it, but there's got to be things we didn't like about it. I've got a big one when it's my turn, but Mark Ellis, was there anything you didn't like about this movie? Uh, some of the, the coincidences that had to happen in order for this movie to make sense. I mean, they're, they're there and it, I understand why you need to do it, but some of it kind of, I don't know. Some of it kind of drove me a little nuts. It's like, man, he had to really had to bend over backwards to make this work. Like the guy who happens to look just like him, the great value version of him. <laughs> he work. He just happens to work at that same building, but he's also an assassin too. I, I, I don't know. Um, and as much as I love, I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done this. Like I, I loved it every time she said it. Her with a sword outrunning a machine gun, like double machine guns. I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, She's a sword master, though. Yeah, but she outran two machine guns. Like, she didn't block any bullets with her sword. She literally just outran them. So you're okay with the time travel and everything? Oh, but, yeah. You know, the two machine guns, that was, that was the breaking point. I can believe that someone will build a time machine that will end the world. That I can, I can fathom. I can't fathom a girl with a sword running towards a guy with two machine guns and dodging each bullet like this ain't the matrix they and they never established that she could do that so yeah that i didn't buy and her she had a line shit's about to get steel i'm like boo that's a horrible line 
Um, but other than that, yeah, those those are my only real issues with it. All right. Well, Aubrey, how about you? There was some things I didn't like. I didn't like how by the end of it, they just like cut out where he was taking out the tracking device in its tooth. Like, so it's almost like he was facing everybody head on, but I don't know. It, that part was just, I agree with Mark, the coincidences that had to happen to make this work, I didn't like because I didn't think that they worked. They felt kind of forced. And I would have preferred something more seamless even though it is far-fetched in a sense it just i don't know and i don't really understand how his blood then powers this thing like that they never explain that and it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah that's really a a, like don't worry about it yeah (laughs) But I'm the type of person that worries about it. That's why I don't like action movies. <laughs> I I like the story. And if the story lines up with the action, I'm all for it. But there were parts where it didn't line up and it bothered the crap out of me. So I don't know. Those parts did annoy me. Naomi Watts annoyed me. Um, but I, I would say that. That's it. The other things I did find like little humor in like all the different types of people that were trying to kill him and the chick with the gun from Hitler and stuff like that. <laughs> I love when he funny. killed her and was like, that's for the Jews. <laughs> yeah. Like, they did have really funny jokes in it that I did enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed Dave who continues to tell the same speech every time. So, yeah, I mean, the, the coincidence I don't like. I don't like them. All right. All right. Well, you know, for me, there wasn't a ton to dislike about the movie. Um, I'm trying to think of anything like off the top of my head that was glaring that I didn't like about it. And there really isn't much. Um, honestly, I know it's like a big crux of the story, but less time with his kid would have been nice and more action. Oh, come on. I know. I know. Um, yeah, they should have probably focused a little bit more on him having ripped out his tooth, but it's not that kind of movie. Um I know, like I think he had gauze in his mouth at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a tooth removed, but uh, that shit fucking hurt. <laughs> yep. And that's at the dentist, so <laughs> like this ain't no joke. That ain't no joke. It fucking hurts. <laughs> like fuck. So I actually had a tooth. If, if you look sometimes in our pictures, you can see it when I smile. It's up near the front of my mouth. Um, I bit into something like years ago, and it snapped my tooth in half. And it left me with like a fang. So it looked like a triangle, mm. like almost an exact triangle. And then I had it forever. I loved it. My fang. And then um, <laughs> the dentist was like, that shit's got to come out, dude. I'm like, all right. So then I went there and like they couldn't get it. So like he's like pressing down on my forehead and like pulling on oh, it with fucking pliers. Jeez. And it fucking hurt. And you're like, I had anesthesia. So like. Like or whatever you call it, when they put it like right near, it's not like they like gassed me or something. It's maybe not anesthesia, but whatever you call it. They gave you the Novocaine. Yeah, there you go. So I couldn't feel it in that area of my mouth, but you can hear it, and it's like crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> and this guy's like fucking pulling. <laughs> it was awful. Like so, I can't imagine just like walking to a bathroom and be like, "Oh, give me those pliers." Oh, all right, cool. All right, let's go learn sword fighting. Like, no, I needed to lay down for like eight hours after that. <laughs> I guess I'm just not as tough as 55-year-old Frank Grillo and his fucking dynamite abs. Jesus. So. Seriously. 
Um, all right, so I'm going to get to my one big thing with the movie, and this almost, to be honest with you, ruined the movie to the point where I shut it off. <laughs> Wait, is that something to do with the um, the arcade? Yes. So his son is going to participate in this arcade uh, esports thing, and it's a retro esports tournament. Right. So he goes up to the door, and, and he has a funny conversation with the guy running it. And the guy makes a mention that it's all side-scrolling beat-em-ups like Double Dragon or Altered Beast. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they go into the tournament, and the majority of the people are playing Street Fighter, which is not a side-scrolling um, beat-em-up. First of all, it's a tournament fighter where you face another player one-on-one or the computer. Um, so there's no side-scrolling in the game. There's... Uh, it's not an 8-bit game. Um, originally, it was released in 16-bit format, and it was an arcade game. And the version they're playing in this tournament is the Super ver- version, which was an arcade version. So they're playing the arcade version of Super Street Fighter, which is not a, ter- uh, a, a 8-bit game, which is not a side-scrolling beat-em-up. And, and that's like the main game they're playing. And then, so that was pissing me off. And then later on, obviously, Frank Grillo keeps like repeating. So he's learning stuff and he's talking to his son. And he's like, Yeah, I love those 8 bits uh, side scrolling beat em ups. Like Street Fighter is my favorite. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I, I, it was like, I could feel like the, the physical pain like washing over my body as I was watching it. And I was like, No, 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 no. Like, there is no reason that it had to be Street Fighter. Like, I get maybe you love Street Fighter. You wanted to, like, have it in the movie or something. But, like, why did that – that how did that get through the whole editing process? Like, I don't get it. Like, it really bothers me. Like, <laughs> like it's not right. <laughs> so they, they – Haruken. They bent a bunch of story plots to make this movie linear. And the storyline that trips you up is the Street Fighter one. Because it's not the right kind of fucking game. Well, I okay. Let's be like if he if he was like, oh, I need to go learn sword fighting from this lady, and then he went to go learn sword fighting, and she handed him a baseball bat. Like, it's it's not even the same thing. It's not close. Like, how, how does that slip through? Well, I was under the impression that whatever the tournament was was being held. It wasn't like the entire complex. You know what I mean? Like, it was just parts of the whatever that arcade was, that was in a tournament. And the rest of the tournament was whatever video games you wanted, including Street Fighter. There's one scene where he plays uh, Dig Dug or Galaga or something with his kid. Um, like yeah, a really okay. old school, a really old school game. Was it Galaga, Aubrey? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, dude, this place has a bunch of different games. It's not all just a tournament. My question is, what the fuck were all of those kids doing out of school? <laughs> that place was fucking packed. I don't know. I'd I'd skip school and go there. Like it looks like half the school is in that in that place. Like no one notices that at all. My favorite part is when he when um he's like, "Did you? What were you doing with that guy? Were you buying drugs from that guy?" He says to his son, and his son is like, "I'm almost eleven. I can't do that now." And he's like, "You can't do that ever." <laughs> but that was my big uh, that was my big problem with the movie. So the video game. Gods have have uh, frowned upon Joey cinematic experience once again. Yep, I was very upset. It, it almost was as bad as Operation Wolf Arcade being in Wonder <laughs> Woman eighty four. It wasn't. It was. It was along the same lines. I gotta say, it was physically painful. So, but that is about it for me. So I guess we better wrap it up before we tap it up and get a score for Boss Level uh, available now on Hulu. 
Aubrey, on a scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst, what do you got for boss level? I'm going to give it a a 3.5. I didn't hate it. I definitely was not like, oh my god, this is amazing. I would probably watch it again if it was on or if I was bored or if I was folding laundry, but yeah, I didn't hate it. Okay. All right, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, I am going to give this a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, I love this movie. I love the fact that, I mean, despite the, the Street Fighter fiasco, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that it kept elevating. You know, the the longer that he stayed alive, the more of the story of that day unfolded, and it just got worse and worse. Like, there was a, a part where Mel Gibson hired people to kill his kid at the arcade. Like, and that's a part of the story that doesn't happen in the beginning, but it, it, it gets towards the end. And the bigger things happen, like, like ends the world. So I like the way that the story kept progressing. Um, and as that progressed, the action scenes just got even zanier. So, um, yeah, I love this movie. I think it works. As long as you can check your, you can turn your brain off a little bit. Uh, I think it's, it's a perfect popcorn movie. All right. So what's your score? 4.5 out of 5. Wow. All right. Well, um, I did enjoy the movie a lot. I had a fun watching it. It's a good watch. If you're into action movies, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Naomi Watts is hot still. Uh, the girl that played Guan Yin, uh, very attractive as well. And uh, that Street Fighter thing just knocks it down for me. I walked into the movie. I walked out of the movie thinking about a four, but that knocks it down for me. So I'm giving a three and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked it. Definitely worth checking out. But man, they need to fix that shit in post or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to do it. That is Boss Level, uh, available now on Hulu and other places if you want to check it out. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I haven't done much this week, but I will recommend if you like stupid horror comedy movies like Joey does go watch Velocipaster (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh made me watch it and of course he fell asleep two minutes in and I'm like well I'm gonna be awake for this whole entire movie fucker so (laughs) I watched all of Velocipaster and it is just what you would think Joey would love in a movie Oh, it makes no sense there's violence and like comedy, like ninjas show up for no reason. So, Velocipaster on Amazon. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, if you, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Velocipaster is just the, the most ridiculous <laughs> title. God, it's no uh, roller gator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you have HBO Max, uh, this is the 20th anniversary of probably one of the best comic book turned to live action adaptations ever made in the history of cinema. That's right. The 20th anniversary of Josie and the Pussycats, uh, <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook, Tara Reid, and uh, Woman Crush Hall of Fame Rosario Dawson uh, in a movie that's surprisingly smarter than you would think it is. I think it should be uh, a nice satire on 90s pop music with an amazing soundtrack, uh, which made me fall in love with uh, Letters to Cleo. 
and uh, was produced by Babyface, by R&B singer Babyface, which is amazing. Uh, but if you have HBO Max, check out Josie and the Pussycats. Celebrate the 20th anniversary. Was this before or after Tara's Tara Reed's stomach started looking like a melted plastic bag? <laughs> this I was, think it was before. Thankfully, it was before. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Might be worth checking out. <laughs> All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Is Her Podcast, and you will find hours of free exclusive content on there. We just uploaded an interview with the people working on the real-time sequel to Manos, The Hands of Fate, one of the all-time greatest bad movies ever made, um, including the actress that played Debbie in the original movie. So that is pretty exciting, at least to me. Uh, check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast, as well as our Star Wars video podcast, early access to YouTube content, and more. All right, and I will suggest that you get yourself ready because this May – the 19th to the 23rd, you've heard the ads on the show. The live stream for The Cure 5th annual event is coming up. A bunch of podcasters and other content creators getting together and streaming different things and raising money to fight cancer. We're shoot, they're shooting for a pretty huge amount this year, $15,000 over the t- course of the whole thing. Uh, we will be part of it, of course. I believe that we will be on, on uh, May 21st. From 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be having Nick, uh, who used to be on Epic Film Guys, now does Nikolai's Kitchen, who also runs the live stream, will be joining us as we count down our top three songs from a movie. And that'll be there on the live stream for The Cure, so check it out. Get yourself ready for that. Otherwise, that is going to do it for episode number 349 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. And my co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Adding top three movies or songs from a movie to my calendar. (laughs) So I don't forget because I'm not a real podcaster. (laughs) You guys are killing me today. And the expert (laughs) and definitely a real podcaster, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagan. Uh, I am Marky Mark and Marky Mark has done this. Uh, Everybody have a good week. (laughs) Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week as we celebrate 350 episodes in a row. Good journey.